Hi, I'm Wack. Hi, and I'm Pat, and thanks for joining us for another episode of the Weekly Orbit. The week ending December 16th is where we try to consolidate all the news of Rockapool in about 30 minutes. Wack, I'm back in the United States. I'm suffering from a little jet lag, 16-hour difference. Uh, I really appreciate now the, the team when they came from Brisbane to East Denver that they were just trying to power through those days because, you know, their time, inner time clock was all messed up. So, uh, but it's good to be back. Yeah, getting to Australia and back is, it makes everything upside down. And you're upside down while you're there, then you're upside down when you're back. It's, I'm glad you're back in the room. Peace. Looks like you got a fresh new look. Was that a 4K camera you're using? Yeah, yeah I got a new camera. <clears throat> I got a new light setup. I got um, some like little toys um, and I'm hoping that by the time the new year comes around, I'll have a new setup as well, like all of it going firing on full cylinders. I'm still like spending some time kind of like tweaking things and trying to fix things, but it's it's coming along really nicely. And um, I remember in January last year, I I uh, had a new like branding and stuff. I got Sleety to design a bunch of stuff for me. So I'm, I'm putting some things in the work for January this year as well. So that's exciting. Turn it into a world-class production at Rocket Fuel. <laughs> yeah. That's what you got to do. You know, you got to like step up the production game. Like, never, never stay still. Like, always got to keep, keep improving. Yeah. Speaking of production, um, I'm not sure if our viewers have seen last few episodes. We've had some technical issues. We've been able to edit some of it out, but the, uh, you guys can't see it. But sometimes we're talking to each other, and the screen whack whack screen will freeze, as audio will freeze, or vice versa. And so this week I was trying to troubleshoot. <laughs> and so I, was, I said, hey, Wack, are you using a VPN? He's like, no. And then I said, are you, do you have any open applications while we're recording? He's like, well, does five Chrome browser windows and 100 open tabs count? <laughs> so yeah, that might, that might affect it. So today it's, it's going fresh. One browser window and one tab, that's it. <laughs> so let's see if it makes a difference. Yeah, so far, so good. It looks good. Um, so you guys uh, last week had a little uh, meetup in Chicago. It's, it looks like you guys posted some pictures here in the Discord. Um, yeah. Who do we, we got? It looks like Patches and uh, who else here? I'm the community member. Like, I, like, let's just not name people, but um, yeah. there was a lot of people who turned up. It was really, really good fun. We This is the second annual like winter Chicago meetup. We had a meetup as <clears> well. And that was really good fun. And then we did it again this year. Um, we had a bunch of the same people who turned up last year that came again. And it, it was really exciting. It was, it was really good fun. We are in the very, very, very early stages of planning a Rocket Pool summer bash in Chicago, where we are going to uh, make a $10 ticket that will go towards food. And it's going to be a rooftop party on the lake. Um, that's going to be amazing. Like, this is a very, very, very early bread. But... Um, in the summer, maybe end of July, I think, or beginning of August. And I think it's going to be really fun. So, um, breaking news here on the yeah, weekly orbit <laughs> on your calendars because it's going to be, it's going to be huge. But, um, we've, we've met in Chicago two years in a row now in the winter and it's really cold. So I think we might transition it into a summer meetup instead, but, um, it's, it's going to be really good fun in the summer. I think. So definitely. yeah, Chicago's great. I was, uh, Two summers ago, I was there for Lollapalooza, which actually is at the end of July. So you may may or may not want to schedule around that because there's like a half million people there for that festival. Yeah. Um, so that that's something to look forward to. Um, let's take a look at some stats this week. Back the deposit pool, we had some nice action um, for the week. 
we had, let's go to weekly here. Weekly was about 7,000 uh, deposits, which is pretty nice. Um, the, the week before that, we were at 18,000. And so uh, during this, this particular week, we've, on the 14th and 15th, we had, you know, 1,500 and 2,700 ETH. Uh, deposited. So we had some action. It looks like some people are spinning up some mini pools. Uh, in particular, we had one KX who went to town and burned through a whole bunch of ETH. Uh, so what, what's your take? Yeah, so last week was the bad kind of um, deposit pool action because that was the result of someone burning burning ETH, right? Like they uh, burnt 20,000 ETH, I think Seven seven Sisters, which is a group that works with Maker. Um, they burned around 20,000 ETH, and then we got the deposit pool full again within a matter of hours, which was really exciting. Um, this time, it was the good kind of deposit pool action because um, 1KX, their group who have several, like, several nodes and hundreds of validators, I think 1,500 validators now, um, they, they were pumping the the deposit they were pumping out validators and that's why uh, we got such good action there and then as soon as they stopped with their validators as you can see as you scroll down you can see the people started depositing like eth and as as soon as there was space <clears throat> there was like you know 300 400 and then we got like a whale splash to get a um, hundred plus sorry a thousand plus that's right there um yeah ETH, like 1300 nearly to uh, fill it up again and then that was it the deposit pool was closed again so it's it's really cool the way it works is um you know there's so much demand for our eth and we can see that right because as soon as there's any space uh, in the deposit pool it's getting filled up really quickly now the question is just how much demand is there and how quickly will that fill up so um that's definitely something to keep an eye on and there's no way to know until you know we are in a position where we can make a lot of space in the deposit pool um that that would be fun i think yeah, I mean, signs are good because last or last week or two weeks ago, when um, I think there was almost ten thousand uh, ETH room within the deposit pool, and within a, just a few hours, it was filled. And then yeah. this week too, I don't know if people have uh, bots set up to alert them <laughs> when there is an opening, but man, it it fills up quickly. So there's arbitrage bots that watch the deposit pool, and as soon as there's space in there, they arbit against the premium on the secondary market. So they can absorb, depending on how big the premium is, they can absorb potentially hundreds, if not thousands of our ETH themselves. And then, then there's other community members, like this person on the screen right, right now, this, you know, this person who minted 1200, that seems like, like a group or an individual who, who did that right. So I don't know if they're just watching it or if they are, if they have bots set up too, but the our bots are on it. Like they're, the feeding frenzy starts as soon as there's any space. And they try to arb that, which is why you know Ramana's bot works. When you arb the deposit pool, you make you can make that money for yourself instead of giving it to a bot. Right, right. Okay, I know our next stat this week. Um, it's my favorite week of the month. We got the smoothing pool and rewards period ending in about four to five days. Uh, I think it's December twentieth. I think is the date. Uh, right now, the, the smoothing pool stands at 414 ETH, which is pretty good. Um, any predictions on what we'll get to? You think we'll hit 450 by the 20th? 450, I think, yeah. Um, the gas usage has been quite busy, like the last this whole last month, maybe six weeks. And mm -hmm. um, gas amount is just one aspect of it. The main thing that really 
um, impacts the smoothing pool size is just how much like arbitrage opportunities there are. It's volatility that makes a difference more than like sustained high gas prices. But you know we've we've had a decent month. It's already better than the last few months, and there's a chance that'll be the best in the last four months. I don't think it's going to get to that month. You know, in the middle of September, where or oh, end of August, sorry, that yeah, those ones. It's not going to reach those heights unless we get an amazing block in the next few days. But you know, it's a respectable month. It's not amazing. It's oh yeah. Not um, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. So the all-time high is six hundred nineteen. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I would say mid 400s is definitely uh, respectable. Yeah. And so that's pretty good. Yeah. All right. Move on to some news. Um, oh, but before we move on, um, we were talking about this before we start recording. I, I posted in uh, Discord this morning, uh, staking tokens are down in general. It's not unique to Rocket Pool. Returns in the last 30 days. You have RPL minus 8.7%, Lido at minus 8.8%, and SWIs at minus 10.6%. So I know we like to, we, we're very inward looking. We like to criticize the tokenomics RPL, which we're, the community is working on. Um, but RPL is not unique. We're, uh, as a, the narrative has shifted from staking, which was the, that was the shiny thing in the first quarter of 2023 where we saw all-time highs. But at that time, Lido was doing really well too. And the narrative is, has shifted over to right now, it's like Solana, Bonk, some other things. And as we know, whack in this like industry, narrative shift from one thing and then to the next thing and the next thing. Right now, staking is just not the hot thing. Yeah. Um, but I want to just, you know, it's a pet peeve of mine. I, I, I know folks criticize RPL, RPL, RPL. I didn't hear anyone criticize when it was pumping to $65 back in uh, February, I think it was. So we've got our issues and we're working on it. Um, I don't know if Lido is working on their tokenomics, to be honest, or SWISE or other communities. Perhaps they are, maybe not. But we have, at least we've acknowledged that and we're working on it. But, um, you know, hey, the narrative carries a day in the the end here. And as you can see, RPL is doing just the same as the other staking providers. Do you have any takes on on it? And when can yeah. we see maybe the narrative shift around? Yeah, so there's a couple of things, like you're absolutely right, the narrative is huge, right? So with Rocket Pool, we had Shanghai, which was withdrawals on the Ethereum minute, and we had Atlas, which was like, you know, this huge, well-hyped update that you know the community really rallied behind like certain points of hype around that. and. All of that together was was really great in getting that pump. And you know, we outperformed Lido, we outperformed the staking tokens in that period. Now, with right now, like there's nothing about staking really that's out and about, and no one's really talking about staking. It's it's kind of you know the boring thing that's just there, and it's just other things are more exciting, right? Like you know, airdrops and uh, farming, DeFi and Bonk and meme, meme tokens and stuff, and that's where everyone's attention is right now and hmm. there's of course there's attention on the etfs and um, even with the nixon or whatever you call it, um, that doesn't have much in there for staking it's mostly about layer twos so they're getting a narrative push now so then when does the staking narrative come back right well a couple of things for rocket pool and then there's something with ethereum as well so if you look at it we have um node set which i think uh, is going to be a big narrative push for rocket pool if the community can kind of get behind that with a good messaging um we can have houston that is more about like decentralization which isn't as attractive as you know 
pump price <clears throat> pumping, but like that is a big step for Rocket Pool as well. And then the main thing will be that you know towards the end of next year with Saturn upgrade, um, also coinciding with um, Electra, the next upgrade on Ethereum, which will have some nice staking upgrades in there. Nothing, of course, as big and flashy as um, withdrawals, but definitely like you know staking leaning. But then um, Saturn for Rocket Pool is going to be huge. So th those are like you know narrative shifts that could be happening um, in that time, and hopefully that will be you know also coinciding with momentum in, in the wider bull market and those things together, I'm hoping, you know, will, will set us up really nicely in that period. So as long as, um, Saturn is a success, um, then I think, you know, we'll be, we'll be in a really good position, but narratives come and go and you yeah. never know how things change and how they will change. But, um, you know, there are, there are a few things in 2024 to be excited about. Definitely. Yeah. I was just listening to Anthony Sassano this morning. He was talking about, uh, DeFi summer back a few years ago. And, you know, it's, 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 it's become lore and <laughs> Ethereum about this DeFi summer. Well, you know, as he was pointing out, it was literally like 90 days. That was it. Mm -hmm. Things yeah. pumped hard. And then after it pumped, you know, these tokens like compound and, and others, they were, they went down 70% within a couple of weeks. Right. So these things come and go. Sometimes they come quick and then they move on to the next thing. So, mm -hmm. uh, keep, you know, keep the faith folks. We're, uh, we're doing just fine. Uh, let's move on to some other news. Um, rocket pool posted in discord, uh, I'm sorry, on Twitter this week that, you know, they've, we've, they've got a par partnership with base and the Coinbase wallet. So it looks like you can natively liquid stake with rocket pool directly from the Coinbase wallet, um, along with Coinbase's own CBETH. With just a few clicks, you can effortless, effortlessly convert your ETH to our ETH, which automatically accrues staking rewards over time and can be used in multiple DeFi applications. So this is nice. Um, you know, Coinbase has really come um, become Ethereum aligned. Um, Coinbase Ventures is a stake. Um, you know, they've got I, I don't know if you call it a stake. They they've got a whole bunch of aren't they? They're running validators, as I recall, right? And they're uh, actually using Rockable. also. So that, yeah, they don't know now. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, that's right. I forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah. so they're they're. Uh, this is a nice feature, and I was looking up Coinbase Wallet in terms of uh, its usage. Um, it is in finance. It's ranked fifty sixth in the Apple Store ranking, and I think as we see the bull market continue um, as it matures, you'll start to see these um, crypto wallets. Uh, increase in terms of popularity and the downloads and actually i was listening whack um i was reading somebody's thesis and they in the last bull market what they were doing was they were keeping track trying to figure out you know when is the top you know i want to sell when the top comes well their metric was when the coin when coinbase became the number one downloaded app in the app store that's when he hit the sell button <laughs> so yeah. You know, it's a it's one uh, it's one theory, uh, but you know, there's a lot of different top sell or so, uh, lots of different signals you can watch. But you know, downloads of apps is definitely one of them. Yeah, and the the great thing about Coinbase is you know it's it's getting a lot of momentum as being like the big remaining like you know uh, well regulated exchange, and it's kind of 
uh, going into the position of like being the king, like through this king making like regulation stuff. You know, Coinbase does have a lawsuit against it at the moment, but people think that it should win that lawsuit. And then a lot of other things that exchanges like Binance or even Kraken have kind of experienced. Coinbase has kind of been able to avoid a lot of those things. So by default, it might become like one of the biggest exchanges in the world, and they're definitely making moves towards doing that. So having this integration with Rocket Pool, I think is really great for Rocket Pool, but it, it helps Coinbase too. So, um, you know, in that tweet thread, they were talking about how we have, um, you know, our ETH is on the base layer two, uh, how we have our ETH minting in the Coinbase app, how Coinbase's ventures arm is on the ODAO. So, you know, hmm. there's like deeper integrations, which is which is really great because it adds, adds a lot of legitimacy to Rocket Pool. Definitely. Okay, moving on to the next item. Um, so there's a now on Holsky posted in the uh, Rocket Pool Discord under node operators. He says, I noticed that on my node that that's using Geth with PBSS, the disk-based usage does continue creeping up just much slower than before. From what I understand, PBSS allowed for online memory pruning. So is that something that happens every so often? And uh, patches uh, responded that the you're going to notice it's going to just because it prunes doesn't mean that the the amount of state on your disk doesn't grow. It just grows slower. I thought there's a good explanation. Um, it goes on several um, a couple pages here. So with pruning, this is a little technical. Um, if you don't prune, you got to kind of, or if it doesn't automatically prune, I should say, then you have to do it every so often yourself. Now with Gath, they've in integrated an auto prune feature, which could you explain that a little bit for our listeners, how that works? Yeah. So it's not just Geth that does auto pruning now. Bisu and Nethermind already had that feature built into it and Geth has just <clears> made it into the, the main stack just a couple of months ago. So it, it, it was available on their like dev dev builds but not on their main public build but um what what it means is just that like it kind of compresses the space needed to host the eth1 and eth2 clients so that's consensus and, and uh, execution clients but what happens is you know patches here kind of explains the sneaky um now Haneshki's sneaky ninja guy um so um smg um so what happens is even though you know you can you can clean up a lot of that data and you can like compress it or um not it doesn't it's not needed but it's still is that you know you will get data added every every day to your to your machine so um, most people have their NUC or their machine set up with a two terabyte hard drive like if you do a raw sync of your clients that takes up around one terabyte i think um, maybe a little bit less but then it goes up by about 0.1 percent a day so you're gonna you're gonna max out within a, within a few years potentially um and then at that point you can do a fresh resync which will kind of like get rid of some of the data but also what's going to happen is hopefully within the next few years there'll be an update on ethereum that will help you but like it'll it'll make the state less less uh, cumbersome to deal with and this is more of an issue for um um archive nodes that like have every transaction every state of every every block on the whole of the of the ethereum chain um those you know, suffer more state growth. One of the other things to note is as well is that there'll be some added state growth with um, EIP four eight forty four, which is the proto dunk sharding that will add, um, I think, a few hundred gigabytes 
um, to to your node machine. So it's something that some people, especially if they're on the one terabyte um, hard drives, might not be able to deal with that anymore. But right. um, for those on two terabyte hard drives, you might have to just pay a little bit more attention to the data usage and your data memory usage. But yeah, Patches said here he used the example yeah. of pigeons. And he says, I, you I, have I, I like this. Yeah, I like this pigeon yeah. example. Do you want to read it out? Yeah, like, you know, 100, 100 pigeons, 100 holes, every hole has a pigeon. And then if a 101 pigeon comes along, like, you have to make another hole, right? Because they're not going to fit in there. So, yeah. <laughs> so, <that's laughs> the machine that breaks a pigeon up in 100 chunks, you can't fit the chunks in the hole since there's already pigeons in them. So, yeah, and Sneaky says, I need an SSD with more holes in it. <laughs> so, yeah, so I thought that was a good good way to break it down. You know, if the, the, pigeon, the pigeon analogy is a good one. So, so. I, I can give an example of my node. So I've been running BSU on my node for um, over a year now, I think two years, not quite two, I think two years since the beginning I've been running BSU and my uh, my growth has been about 10% in that time, I think. Um, I'm on 65 or 70% of my um, hard drive is used, my disk is used. So um, it, it should be okay if you've got a two terabyte disk. If you've got a four terabyte disk, there's nothing at all to worry about. It's just right. people who've got one terabyte disks, you shouldn't have a one terabyte disk anymore. Right. Exactly. Okay, on to our next item. Um, one thing that happened this week too, Wack, was we had some liquidity added um, in terms of the RPL market, and this is the most current wall, wall, wall. If you run the wall command in Discord, and you've it definitely has increased. Uh, we've got some on the green, uh, which is the sell, and you have a whole bunch in the red, which is the buy. Um, but this looks a little healthier than it did, say, a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. What's do we know who added all the liquidity, or do you have any information on this? Not that, not that I know of. I mean, you can dig into Uniswap and see what is going on there, and like which addresses is adding the liquidity. But I didn't do that, and I don't, I didn't see anyone else share that information. But um, what what we do see is like you know, there's a little bit of buy side liquidity, which means that as people sell RPL, there's ETH waiting to buy the RPL, which we really needed because mm -hmm. what happened is that we were reaching the point where we were in a low liquidity zone, which meant any buy that came in, you know, it was going to impact the price a lot. There was going to be a lot of slippage, which makes it a bad user experience to buy in that situation. So what's happened here is that, you know, people have added the buy side liquidity. There's also been some sell side liquidity that's been added as well. So it's going to be a little bit harder to move the price up, but uh, the good thing is that you know we've got some buy side liquidity which hopefully should protect us a little bit on the downside um and that's where we are right now and there's still not that much buy side liquidity but i think the buy side liquidity kind of comes up when it's needed in a sense because people notice that you know they're doing other things with their eth right like they could be using it in DeFi or having our eth or something even and then once that moment comes when you know we're in a low liquidity zone they can bring that up and set up a wall like one of these tall walls and anytime the price passes through that it, they make fees so you know the returns on those walls when you're in that wall can be really good so yep. i guess that's what people are doing that yeah and there's a, there was a discussion in discord i think you had it during your show it was kind of a back and forth about the liquidity and the slippage and you know i can i remember who said it but you know if you did a Try to pass 100 ETH. You swap 100 ETH. What would be the slippage on RPL? And it's about one percent. And when you compare that to a lot of the DeFi tokens, it's it's about the same. Maybe a little better, a little less, depending on which token it was. So, yeah. is it is the liquidity sometimes? Are we are we talking about it too much as a problem when compared to other DeFi tokens? I know 
the IMC, you know, their one of their tasks is to make sure there is liquidity. Um, are we overhyping this, or is it a is it a legitimate problem? No, there there've been moments where it's a legitimate problem, and it was a legitimate problem this week as well. You know, when we were in the low liquidity zone, um, mm-hmm. the IMC is working on this, and you know they've added their charter to add more um, RPL liquidity. Uh, they're just moving a little bit slowly on that, sadly. But it's 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 it is a legitimate concern, and I think the good thing is that um, you know this liquidity does come up when we need it. But um, what we need is a little bit more from the IMC, I think, to add those uh, liquidity zones that will help kind of stabilize the price a little bit. Well, not stabilize the price necessarily, but help with slippage mm-hmm. because that's the only thing that it comes down to. And the person you're referring to was Ishka, who was kind of broke down that some of the DeFi tokens, like you said, were a little bit better, like you get less slippage with the 100 ETH cell. And some of them were a lot worse, like Compound had a 16%. Yeah, I, remember, I was like, Compound was double digits yes, and on 100 ETH, it's uh, amazing. Yeah. That's not much, but what happened is like that analysis was run after the new liquidity was added. If it if it was run before the new liquidity added, it, it might have been worse, uh, significantly worse than um, Ishka's numbers. Gotcha. Okay, on to our last item for the week. Um, this is a good uh, post by Epinef on uh, the Rockapool um, uh, forum. So it's the Rapid Research Incubator. And this is a bounty to call out, hey, if you've got some ideas, um, here's a, here's a kind of guideline on what type of things we're looking for here. Um, could you just uh, summarize the point of this and what, you know, has, what can we look forward to? Is this, is this a call out to the community? It's like, hey, we're going through some, we're, we want to throw, if you've got a great idea, we want to throw it and see if it sticks to the wall here's a way you could be incentivized to do it. And um, why don't you elaborate on this a little bit? That's exactly what it is. If you can just scroll up a tiny little bit, um, the, the other way, yeah. So what happens is, um, you know, we realized that there was, right there, yeah, that's good. Uh, what we realized was that there was a need to change Rocket Pool's tokenomics because there's a whole lot of things happening in the coming year. Lido's um, community staking module is going to go live towards the end of next year. Then there's other staking services that are coming on that, like like Diva and others that might have really good profitability for people who bring their ETH. And they might only require ETH, like Lido CSM is definitely the case where they'll only require ETH uh, or STETH, I guess, uh, with um with uh, Diva, it'll likely be that they only require ETH. So the profitability margins for Rocket Pool node operators might not be as good compared to some of these other services. So we were kind of went through an existential crisis moment, I think a couple of months ago, maybe six weeks ago or something. And, you know, we realized that we need to fix up and we've got one year to do this. Like that's our lead time. And um, we, we need to fix it as soon as possible, right? Like we need to make Rocket Pool a much more attractive uh, protocol to use um, mm-hmm. as a node operator, as someone who wants our ETH, everything, like we just needed to be better. And um, how do we do that, right? So, you know, the community had a bunch of ideas. People shared their ideas that they'd already had from before that were kind of like percolating. And what we, what EpinF and Val, myself and a few others kind of realized is that, you know, we need a lot of ideas kind of thrown to the wall and see what sticks. So EpinF took the lead on this, kind of wrote this bounty and 
there's four areas of research that we're looking for ideas. Uh, number one is me mechanics mechanisms to help balance the supply and demand across the parties in the protocol. So uh, the supply and demand and like uh, profitability and stuff for our ETH holders, RPL holders, and for node operators. And then we need mechanisms of alternative value capture for RPL. Um, we need mechanisms for feasibility requirements for lowering the ETH bond for lower ETH mini pools, like LED4s, LED2s, some kind of, um, uh, you know, um, Saturn style mega pools, like, you know, with non-linear bonding, and then updates to the penalty system for MEV theft. So these were the four areas of research that we think that would really help Rocket Pool become a better protocol and more profitable for node operators, better for our ETH holders, just a better protocol overall. And we started getting some ideas in the options thread where a lot of the options draft thread, but a lot of these discussions are taking place, but we kind of wanted to formalize it here. So like everyone could get, you know, some money for bringing good ideas. So at the moment, the way it stands is that there are 12 people who will get $250. Um, there's three people who will get $1,000 one person who will get $1,500 and one person who will get $2,500. So these are, you know, 15 prizes, no, not 15, 17 prizes. Um, and what we ask for is, you know, some research, some ideas. It doesn't have to be in great depth. It's going to be quite a high level, but, uh, you know, earnest and good faith ideas where um, the the text is like between half a page and three pages long. And mm -hmm. uh, we'll, we'll kind of evaluate ideas and then we will uh, pay out to those people um, as as a as a, a as a bounty basically for for giving those ideas and then if any of those ideas are good then it's likely that they will be developed going forwards and then that person if they're included in you know developing those ideas more and they get used then we will probably um pay them more so it's really what's the what's the deadline for the submissions we want that we want submissions as soon as possible so ideally before the end of this calendar year would be would be really good like so over the next couple of weeks i know that people mm -hmm. are already working on some of the ideas right now and some people are waiting for the holidays to you know get that downtime so they can come and like write down some of the ideas but um, we want that like it's literally called the rapid uh, incubator like we want these ideas quick like if you've got an idea to make rocket pool better like flesh it out a little bit see if it matches one of those four criterias and then get it out let's get it out so that's the that's the main idea um epinef shares that you know you can either put it in this thread you can put it in uh, discord you can put it on the google doc and send it to epinef like however you want to share it epinef will keep the details of the people who submitted ideas and then it's almost certainly the case that if your idea is in good faith you'll get something mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, there's 17 prizes, so we're looking for, and people can submit multiple prize, multiple uh, ideas if they want as well. And there's some really good money to be made. Yeah, it's, I'm excited to see what comes of this. I know there's folks who've had ideas, um, who've, uh, but then there's other folks we haven't heard from who've got ideas as well. And so you got kind of a mix. I, I hope we get several. And I think we'll be in good spot, you know, come the first quarter. Um, yeah in terms of tokenomics reform and how we're going to value capture um, in the in the future differently than we have in the past too. Because, yeah. you know, we are, this is a highly competitive market with uh, staking. You know, like you said, you've got new protocols coming online. You've got existing ones making, um, you know, like the Lido CSM making changes. So we've got a uh, work cut out for us, but it's exciting. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that either way, we're approaching this with the right level of urgency and we're approaching with this with the right level of openness to make sure that, you know, the moves that we make now and the decisions that we make now will have really good and positive impacts for Rocket Pool in the in the months to come. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I am, too. Okay, well, the episode went well. Whack, we didn't have any uh, technical hangups, so <laughs> I guess closing all those hundred tabs uh, really helped. <laughs> no, open them again. So, <laughs> yeah. okay. so uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, you know, uh, hit the like and subscribe buttons on YouTube. Uh, listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And uh, until next week, Whack, we'll see you and um, take care. Thank you all so much. Okay, bye bye.